Bigger Talks, Bigger Talks. We back again with another episode, and I have the amazing Candace Horvath, a wife, entrepreneur, a mother, and podcast host of Chatting with Candace. Candace, how are you? How's it going? Welcome to Bigger Talks. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to to do this. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think it's important for people to get to know who the real Candace is opposed to what people think she is from what they see or what they think they know. So, you know, I want to start off with your mission. Um, and we can kind of start from that. Your mission is, you stated, to inspire people to expand their curiosity, think independently, and not be afraid of your messiness. Can you kind of like unpack that and elaborate on what that means? I love that. Oh, oh thank you. Um, it means so many things. So I think a lot of times when it comes to very, especially taboo topics, polarizing topics, we tend to want to put ourselves in a camp because we all want to belong to something. Our minds are also a little bit lazy, so we don't want to have a lot of nuanced thinking. We just kind of, we have shit to do. So we, yeah. you know, we put everything in, in these buckets or these camps and then we identify with those things. And I'm no different than everyone else. I've, you know, I've drifted into that way of thinking before and then luckily try to catch myself and constantly recalibrate celebrate. Um, when I say life is messy, it's we all have done things that are complicated. We've all done things that are shades of gray. There's so much depth to everybody and to just kind of cast someone away as deplorable or a decision away as, as deplorable. It's again, it goes to lazy thinking and it's not really understanding the complexity of us and, you know, all these, all these little decisions that um, and impacts throughout our life that kind of make us who we are and then drive us to do what we do. Um, now, that's not to say we need to be filled with shame or regret or anything like that, but it's just to say life is a complicated process. And I think my, one of my main missions, and especially um, launching the podcast, was just to bring humanity to a lot of topics and personas and ideas that are kind of off the table like we're not allowed to talk about anymore or just certain people that we write off immediately so i've had really polarizing people on even people i d disagree with because i'm i want to be an example and it's like at the end of the day we're all humans and if we want to you know leave the world a better place than where we, we came into it we have to have compassion we have to have empathy and we have to have conversation yeah, and I think it's important to have authentic conversations, right? Mm -hmm. To be transparent, to kind of be open to understanding, not to be so consumed in our way of thinking, our way of being, or our ideologies based on our paradigm or what we believe. Mm -hmm. And I think for you, you know, I think anybody in a space of that's attractive, that has influence, that has success, you're automatically put in a box based mm -hmm. on what the masses or how people see you or view you but they don't know the real you. I always tell people nothing is what it seems. Nothing at all. From being successful to having a title to being in relationships, have it it's not what it seems. So take me take me to the beginning of Candace. Like when you was a young girl, what was your aspirations? What did you grow up on, you know, uh who who was your role models and who did you believe in the most? Like what was your upbringing like uh growing up? And where you from originally? 
so I never know how to answer that where am I where am I from question which sounds really silly but I was born in LA and I spent a good amount of time there my parents split so then I moved with my mom and um, my siblings to upstate New York and then we did the back and forth because custody battles are great with children um, and then after I graduated high school I moved down to South Carolina for university and now I'm in North Carolina and North Carolina is like where I put roots down my family as my children were born and I've been the longest so I say North Carolina now because that was my conscious decision to live here and make this home. Yeah. So none of the other ones really resonate with that's where I'm from. So nor I say North Carolina, but I feel like I have to give the whole context. Yeah. Um, as far as my upbringing goes, this is where it gets it's I'm an open book and I, I tell my story because I think it's important to lead by example and be transparent, like you just said. So to preface that people will say well of course she had a rough childhood because of the career she chose but they have done study after study after study so this is purely coincidental but yeah i um my, there was a lot of abuse in the house my parents split when i was really young like around five years old um unfortunately a lot of the men that my mom decided to date after were also very abusive and I love my mom, I really do, but it was a very difficult childhood and she had her own wounds that she was dealing with that didn't allow her to show up as the mom I needed her to be growing up. So I, as the oldest, was kind of taking on a lot more responsibility than I probably should have and, you know, kind of taking care of my siblings a lot more than I should have. Um, and I'm very blessed for that, especially with the industry that I decided to get in because it did make me establish hard boundaries and be able to stand up for myself and be able to say no and become like very self-reliant so all of the things that came out of that are beneficial um as far as role models go i mean it, again it's like written in the stars i loved tara patrick and pamela anderson and carmen electra i found those women to be so powerful just totally stepping into their feminine energy and owning their sexuality and i know that gets used and used and used and used but for those women it just seemed like they were expressing themselves to be who they truly were it wasn't i'm doing this for fame i'm doing this for money it was like no like these were goddesses on earth and they were just owning it and i was like there's something so powerful about these women and they you know people can make the daddy issues jokes and i'm sure there's a little bit of that there right because i obviously didn't i wasn't modeled um like what unconditional love is from a male figure so of course i'm going to go into an industry that's you know seeking and trying to take that male validation so i'm sh absolutely sure there's a little bit of that thrown in there um so thanks dad but <laughs> but yeah so i think um you know again it, our decisions are a constellation of events that kind of create create that but those were the women i looked up to and to me i didn't see that as shameful or wrong i was like no this is a really powerful woman that can stand in her own right and then i think that probably brought some peace to me like i can be i can take care of me and um, that kind of set the trajectory for me to figure out how i can emulate those women yeah and i think it's important to you know not only to to give your mom the respect and honor that she deserves, no matter what the outcomes were, right? Mm -hmm. You love her, you appreciate her, but she did the best she could from what she had available. Like I was mm -hmm. emotionally abandoned as a child. So I had mom issues, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't hold my, my mom to that, that standard because 
she had me at 21, you know, and she had my sister a year before. And so now as I'm older, I can have more compassion and grace and say, oh, hold up, wait on, you were a kid when you had me. And I think for you, you said something about the career you chose, but do you think things choose you, you don't choose it to get you to a space to unpack or to kind of break down where you're at to get where you're going? Because now you're a mom and how do you see motherhood and do you have more sympathy for your mom when she had you because of your experience of being a mom and being in that position? So I believe in like this really delicate dance between fate and free will. So I think both exist. And I think when you're in kind of an imperfect alignment, that's when everything's happening for you. And, I've, you, you know, life is just amazing and you're almost manifesting things into your life. So I do think no matter what, I was going to end up somehow doing like nude modeling or you know something in the adult industry that was yeah. written in the stars for me and then my free will is kind of what took me into that industry so a total accountability yeah. but also there was some kind of underlying driving force that was you know kind of pushing and leading me there i truly believe that um so i do think that was my path as far as becoming a mom now and understanding my mom more i don't know if I don't know if that's true for me because there are times where I almost don't understand her more now that I'm a mom because we're just in such different places and I had a lot more tools at my disposal to kind of get me to where I am and like the woman that I am, the wife that I am, the mom that I am that she just didn't have. Um, so I want to lay that out. But with all of those tools, we are very different women and we're very different mothers. We're very different wives. So when I look at my boys, I'm like, I can't imagine letting someone put hands on them. I can't imagine leaving them for a week with, you know, no food in the house, like all of these things. And again, I'm not blaming her. I love my mom to death and I'm very grateful for the life that I have. But um, it's not a childhood that I would want to give to my kids. So when I think back, sometimes I'm like, man, I'm I'm left a little bit more confused than before. Yeah, I mean, that's a great, you know, response because you know how sometimes the listener or the viewer, you know, they can probably anticipate what the answer is going to be like, oh yeah, like, yeah, I think it, I get it now. I understand. He's like, no, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. And mm -hmm. I think that's fine because I think that's being transparent about where you are and I think it's important for people to know, first of all, like going into the adult industry, like you said, with your free will, but I also think, you know, um, maybe parts of you own that sexuality, right? Because I, I do know that there are women who want to embrace that side of themselves, but they just mm -hmm. don't know how to. Now, I don't have to go into an industry or do it, but it's a part of life, right? Absolutely. You know, you know, there's a friend who was talking bad about... Uh, a former client they had. And I was like, but you took their money, <laughs> you know, you still took their money. So whether you had this negative, you know, perception of them, you took their money, uh, you know, everybody goes to the, the bathroom and does, does a number two. Like, so I'm more about like, let's be real people. Like no one's perfect. Everyone is hiding behind their profession or their job. I think for you, uh, I think is, you know, powerful that you can own that side of you to talk about it, to help people understand what it was for you to now be on the other side of it, to say, look, this is my life. This is what I've been through. This is how I overcame it. And this is who I am, unapologetic. Mm -hmm. Take it or leave it, it's okay. 
<laughs> because I know, right? Because of the world you lived in or you're aware of, you know who's who's clicking on the link or watching the video, <laughs> appearing to be this perfect person or this. It's like, come on, man, cut, cut it. But I think, like I said before, I'm just thankful for people like you because you can share your story, not only to help people heal, but understand what it is that got you to where you're at today. Um, my next question is when when you got into the adult industry, was it like a, a traumatic moment that got you into it or is it something that just led you into that space and you just was like, I'm in it? Was it a survival thing? Like what was the turning point to move you into that? So I think that it was a few things. I was in a pretty bad relationship. It wasn't abusive or anything. It was just um, not nurturing and just not a healthy one. It was one that was kind of on power dynamics and a lot of fear and, you know, just open-ended threats, that kind of a thing. And that was the most stability I had ever had in my whole life. So it was really hard to walk away from that. Like I had never just had someone there for me all of the time. So as bad as it was like that security is what kept me there for a long time for better or for worse and i had some health issues that came up so i was diagnosed with endometriosis um and it was really bad like i had to actually have surgery because it was the pain was debilitating and they put me on this medication called lupron which if you know anything about it is a horrible drug um they use it as like chemotherapy for for men and actually for castration from chemical chemical castration for men it's like no joke so that actually made my symptoms worse um and he just didn't show up for me and made it about him and well i wanted kids and the doctors are saying you can't have kids and just all of this stuff so it wow. really forced me to be like this person's not for me and how how can i leave i didn't have any money um, I had always wanted to kind of get into that industry. He was very conservative. So that wasn't going to happen while I was with him. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to make a decision for me, the one that's best for me and true to who I am. And I really want to explore this side of me because I hadn't in any healthy way whatsoever. Um, at that time I had only been with two men ever. Um, and I just like, again, like felt a pole and the timing was just right. So I started with webcamming because that just was something I could do on my laptop right away. No experience needed and just kind of get my feet wet and see if it was something I wanted to do. And then through that process, I ended up finding a um, all girl site that I really liked. It was really high production. I thought the women were beautiful in it and it was always in these tropical houses. And I was like, this just seems I want to be a part of this. This looks so fun and um, exciting to me. So I reached out to them and they sent me um, just like an email saying, we just need your ID and your photos and we'll let you know. And they were like, yeah, we'll fly you out to Miami. I ended up shooting for like three days in a row. My scenes went to number one on the site immediately did very well. Again, not experienced. It just happened. So luck yeah. and timing, I'm sure. Um, and probably because I looked scared shitless and that was probably really authentic. So people liked that. And um, I, I don't know when I was on that set and in makeup and in wardrobe and, you know, acting and performing I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. You, so it just right. felt and, like it was the right decision for me. And then the rest is history. And that's the thing. And I think like I was go back to the, you know, when I said earlier, I was like, some things choose you, right. For whatever mm -hmm. reason. And we might not understand or we might do. Like you said, you embraced it, you loved it, you felt aligned at the time and there was something you 
fell into that you embracing you were successful in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just think that's a that's a win for you in your life and your story because it worked for you. It might not work for everybody. So, mm-hmm. you know, more power to you and all the women who might be in that space. It's okay. Like, I don't want people to have this negative connotation because the world makes it so negative, right? And it's like, it don't have to be that way because when the person is married or in a relationship, what are they doing? They're mm-hmm. intimate. They're having sex. They're fornicating. So it's it's part of life. Um, so now that we got that out the way, what was the pivot from the adult industry to doing what you're doing now? Like you have the podcast, chatting with Candace, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're white, you're a mom. Like, what was that pivot like? I mean, we know the, the beginning, like, what was that like? I, I mean, you're just doing so many amazing things now. So I met my now husband at the very beginning of my career. So he was there before my first official shoot. So he, every decision was a conversation with him. Um, the, I guess the depth of it depended on how deep we were in the relationship. So in the very beginning, it was like, hey, I'm going to go do this thing. And he was like, oh, cool. That sounds hot. <laughs> like, go have fun. Um, but when I started making the decision to do more hardcore scenes, that was literally a conversation for two years between him and I, just back and forth, always reinvestigating. Um, there was a time where he was not on board whatsoever. And then towards the end where I made that decision to do it, he was like, I don't want I don't want there to be any resentment down the road and I don't want to tell you what to do if this is where where you feel like you belong. So I'm going to try to be here for you on the other side. I can't promise because this is I've never done this before. I have no idea how I'm going to react, but I love you. And no matter what, like I hope like the best for you. So just yeah. an incredible man and very supportive just like unconditional love right yeah (laughs) unconditional love and it wasn't easy i mean that was super hard we had a ton of fights lots of tears really navigating jealousy what does that mean where does that come from what do i want in a relationship um what is unconditional love is it as soon as you sleep with someone else that we like that love goes away we're like really getting down to first principles and like unpacking a lot of what other people just kind of shove on to us as just a universal truth and i think the most empowering part of that was like realizing you get to design you get to design your life and you get to design your relationship however you want and it doesn't mean you have to be open or polyamorous like you can be monogamous and do all of this but it's to choose that consciously to really unpack that and have it be like your your decision fully and that's a really great gift that the industry gave me so Throughout that shooting, towards the end, I would kind of bounced from contract to contract to contract, which was really rare when I was shooting. Like most people didn't have contracts. It was just freelance work, but that made me feel comfortable. I knew exactly who I was working with, how many scenes I was doing. It just provided that security that I never had, you know, growing up. So I ended up, unfortunately, having a lot of bad I just guess just bad actors, bad directors, bad people that were like, quote, managing me and pushing my boundaries, not respecting what my autonomy or what I was okay with, um, just constantly really pushing that envelope. And finally, I was like, if they're doing this to me, they're definitely doing it to a small name girl that has no outlet. And this is fucked up. So I went to Twitter and was totally 
transparent. This is what the company is doing. I showed up to a set and they tried to get me to do X, Y, Z. That's not on my yes list. Haven't even discussed within my boundaries or price or anything like that. And I ended up getting fired 48 hours after. So I was fired and blacklisted. And the industry is basically one big monopoly. There's a couple small successful production studios, but it's pretty much one company and I couldn't work. So I was on everyone's untouchable list because no one wanted to be on bad terms with this company. So I was like, well, I don't know. Like I've had my panic. How am I, I was the main breadwinner. How am I going to support, you know, the house, all of the, our bills, all of these things. And, um, my husband's like, why don't you just do it yourself? Like start your own mm. production company. And I was terrified. Oh. So he's like a natural entrepreneur, loves wow. risk, loves a challenge, loves to build. I surprisingly am very risk averse. So which sounds yeah. counterintuitive given the um my my career choice, but I I just like a certain thing and predictability. And I took his lead and I started a production company. It was really successful. I ended up making way more than while I was in the industry, and it just showed me I had no idea what my value was. And your production company was within a space of the adult entertainment? Adult, oh, okay. yep. Got mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and it was crushing it. Like, I yeah. was so happy with the scenes. I liked the control. It was. I was like, why haven't I not been doing this this whole time? And even with that success, I feel I still feel like I didn't have that sense of fulfillment, like something was missing, and I felt the longer I was in that industry, the more I was fighting that narrative that I was there by default, that I was there because I was broke or because I had been on drugs or because my dad left or all of these stereotypes. And it was constantly, and I still am constantly fighting stereotypes. And I was like, I don't know how I can really combat this. COVID happened. So no one was working. And my husband, again, I mean, he's my biggest supporter. He's like, you need to do podcasts. I'm like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm <laughs> terrified. Everyone That's is going to think husband. I'm stupid. <laughs> what like, what value do I have that someone else isn't bringing to the table? So for the first few episodes, he actually sat next to me and would talk to me. And I'd have a guest on. He would help me gain my confidence. And then by the end of it, he's like, spread your wings, little bird. I'm out of here. Um but yeah, I think it started as a pet project just to showcase that I'm a real person, to introduce Candace and not Eva, and to say, this is a character, right? She only exists in one very specific space. And then Candace is the one that, you know, she works out. She has a husband. She has a family. She has thoughts and dreams and aspirations. And she contri- like contributes back to her community. All of these things just to showcase the humanity and hopefully having a trickle-down effect of that. Shouts out to your husband, you know, like big ups. No, seriously, I think, yeah. you know, relationships, we, you know, they, there's a cliche, relationships run the world, but the relationship you have within your world determines your world, right? I Good, bad, that. or indifferent, he supported you unconditionally. He was willing to stand the test of time to be with the person he loves and care about, and you guys have been successful. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Doesn't Doesn't matter what the connotation of the space you guys were in, you guys were in a committed, you know, relationship that you guys had agreements and you helped each other. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was telling a friend, you know, not too long ago, I said, listen, in the world, everybody has opinions. Everybody has something to say. People are going to always think and feel, but no one's in the situation you're in. You get to decide what that relationship is. You get to decide what the perspective is and the boundaries are. 
So don't allow the outside forces to determine what's going on inside of your world. You know, I can be in adult entertainment. I can have my own production company and I can do chat with Candace and I can be into spirituality and be a mom and be a wife. I can do it all. The thing that's coming up for me right now for you is, you know how when you see those videos when people get older, I woulda, coulda, shoulda. I feel like you're gonna be the person that says like, man, I'm really happy that I did everything that I wanted to do or I felt compelled to do. And I have no regrets because I've learned, I've grown and I discovered a different person every time. And you can Absolutely. teach your kids, you know, you can have the you know, conversations with them and people that's coming up behind you. And I think that's what life is about. Life is a not is not about doing what the crowd wants you to do or what your family wants to do. It's really about living out your passion that's in your heart, that's in your core. Doesn't matter what the circumstances. You did everything you were supposed to do to get where you're at, and I think that's success. That's amazing. That's phenomenal. And I think people in your shoes need to be celebrated and need to be acknowledged for who you are, not for what you do, because what mm -hmm. you do is not who you are. Absolutely. And, I think, and that's what it's about here at Bigger Talks. It's like we want to have a bigger conversation around. Not what we see, but what's the truth, right? Mm -hmm. The truth was you had your upbringing, you had some adversity, you had some challenges. Those challenges change you to be better and to be in a space that you are today. And you have the podcast chatting with Candace and you're a free thinker. I love that, you know, free thinking. <laughs> let's, let's really think. What does that really mean uh, from your perspective? I know what it means from my paradigm, but what is a free thinker and how does that person think? So for me, the way that I interpret free thinking is that you've really sat down with a lot of the cornerstone ideas that you were raised with, ones that you just think in, are inherently true, and really peel it back and peel it back and peel it back and understand where that first got placed in your mind. Do you align with it? Because you might. A lot of it you might once you get down there you're like yeah that makes sense for me that makes sense for me but the beautiful thing is you can be like well actually that one does it and remove it and replace it with something that's more authentic to you so it's not just a mass adoption of ideas i guess you know yeah. to simplify it and it's not to do things that are easy it's to do things that you know are right and to stand up to use your voice um to think of things with nuance not to accept narratives from one side or the other but to see that there's probably a lot to unpack in the middle and to um i guess not let your emotions get the better of you to be able to separate that the emotions from the logical thinking what's your interpretation yeah so i mean i was just on a uh, i did an inter interview yesterday here in la and i'm at a point in my life where i'm evolving and i had an ego death like last weekend right i was crying i was just shedding and i was just letting go of a lot of old stuff i'm in this whole new space and i said you know everybody picks a side right you know Growing up in the inner city of Baltimore, that's a side. Living in LA for 12 years, that's a side. You know, training and coaching wealthy people, that's a side. Being on TV, that's a side. So in all these worlds that I'm in, I'm playing all sides, but I try to protect everybody, right? So I have per perception, perspectives, ideology from all these sides, and I realized, like, hold on. What does Eric want? What, what matters to me? And as a kid... You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you're just too positive. How are you so positive? You're just not real. I say, listen, that's your perspective. I don't live in that paradigm. I don't have to believe that. Mm -hmm. And the free thinking is being your most authentic self, no matter what side it is. This could be the, the, the classiest, high profile person and the person that's from, I'm going to be me through and throughout. Take it or leave it. And, and for people to stand on what they believe. 
I believe in doing what you feel in your soul and your gut. It doesn't matter what people think because at the end of the day, when we go home and we go to sleep, we go to sleep with thyself. We go to sleep with ourselves and whoever is in our space. But I can't be you. You can't be me. And no one can be you more than you. So I tell people, try your best to be your best, to know who you are so you can live your best life. Not that it's going to be easy. Not that you're not going to have challenges. But we got to live from the from a loving space, from the heart chakra, right? From what's mm -hmm. deep in your heart. And, you know, and I'm all, I have three sisters. And I'm always about understanding, like, women deserve to be empowered. Women deserve to have a voice. They deserve to be heard. And they deserve to be seen and felt. But because of history, a lot of that has been suppressed, you know, as I've gotten older and got more information. I'm like, oh, no, we're not doing that. You're not going to talk to her like that. No, mm -hmm. she can do that. Who are you to say that? And, and I, I think a free thinking is being free of what anyone thinks about what you believe and, and coming from that perspective. Mm -hmm. Because when lose a draw, you got to love you and you got to mm -hmm. be on your team. And my picking sides and is because I'm the only one in this space, right? There is no blueprint. I'm creating the first blueprint for myself and the people behind me. So I tell people, there's a book, Think and Grow Rich. And it says, the chapter says, follow your own counsel. Follow that and see where it gets you. Listen to your intuition. And I just really appreciate people who think outside the box. Because I like to think about the thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 100%. So, that book's Napoleon Hill, right? Yes, Napoleon yeah. Hill. Yeah. Have you read books. or listened to Outwitting the Devil? I haven't, but I hear great. Oh, I need to get the audio book. Get the audiobook. It's one of the ones that you have to do the audiobook because they narrate the devil's voice and it is incredibly convincing. Um, I think it's the number one book everyone should read. It, By the way, what, like. uh, what, what, what sign are you? Gemini. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thinkers, witty, curious. <laughs> are, are, are you into like um, numerology, human design? Oh my gosh. Love numerology. I don't yeah. know if you know who Andrew Gablick is, but he owns uh, Teledipity. This is not a, a sponsor or anything. I just truly believe in this man, yeah. and I think he's the best in the game. So if you or your listeners are into it, it's teledipity.com. You will never get a more accurate reading. You just won't. It's Listen, insane. I've been studying it for years. I know my soul desire number. I know my <laughs> life path number. I know my expression number, my maturity number, my pinnacle number. You know, uh, I know my moon, my rising, my Mars, my <laughs> Venus. Like, literally, I'm probably the most curious person there is because I want to get to the root of the tree. I don't want to look at the tree like, oh, that's a nice tree. Like, no, who are you? Let's mm -hmm. take the fame away. Let's take the money. Let's take all these things off. Who are you? Because mm -hmm. I think that's what a real power is. That's what a real love. That's what a real person is. And numerology has really, in astrology, has really changed my outlook, not only on life, but like who I'm in this world and why I have a podcast and why I'm able to talk to people like you and this happening. Because like I said, I feel like my life has been a movie. I feel like my life chose me. <laughs> I never yeah. came to LA like, oh, I want to be on TV. I want to do these. It's like, I just want to be great. <laughs> I thought I was going to be a basketball player, you know, like that didn't work. So I had to go pro in life. And, you know, I've read so many books um, and I think information, people listen, changes situations. And I think it's important for people to get knowledge and educate themselves. But that's how I got far. I mean, I went to college, of course, and graduated, but it didn't mean anything. It didn't prepare me for the real world. Mm -hmm. I had to 
just tap into like Think and Grow Rich, As a Man Think Of, and you know, Seat of the Soul, all these books. Um, are you currently reading anything right now? Do you do any like, uh, do you meditate? Do you do like cold showers, cold plunges? Like, what is what is Candace outside of the businesswoman, the wife, the entrepreneur? Like, what is some life hacks or some things you do to kind of like stimulate your mind or heal or enhance your vibration? I think you always need to be learning. So however, that whatever that modality is for you, some people reading is very difficult. So they do audiobooks or they do podcasts or educational YouTube videos. You know, there is no judgment. Yeah. Just find something that's feeding your mind. I love books. So right now I'm reading The Myth of Normal by Gabor Mate and his son Daniel Mate. And I'm finishing um, Becoming Superhuman by Joe Dispenza. So I'm kind of toggling. I love yeah, Joe Dispenza. Yeah, yeah. So I'm toggling between those two. Um, and then, so I do, I can't do cold therapy right now because I'm breastfeeding and then that can okay. kind of ruin your milk supply, but I do have an infrared sauna. So I try to do that a couple times a week. Um, I huge, huge fan of infrared. I think it, there's yeah, something so infrared. healing. It's amazing. Yes. Um, obviously making sure that you're trying to eat as clean as you can. So I have like my athletic greens that I take and then my multivitamins. I'm, I like Thorn is a really good brand. There was something I was going to add. Um, you asked about meditation. I'm actually horrible at it, but I've been doing Tai Chi in the morning, okay. which I love. And then there's this app called Othership, and it's all breathing exercises. And they're amazing. So for people like me who want to move and they're like, I can't sit still, they have walking meditations. They have ones that help you stretch. They've got stuff for couples, stuff for manifestation. It gets really, really cool and kind of esoteric in there. So I really appreciate that. Um Oh, there was something I wanted to add to that. Maybe it'll come come to me later. Yeah, we said meditation, cold showers, cold plunges. Uh, uh, we talked about human design. What's your life path number, by the way? Oh my gosh, I should know this. So I actually just have it all integrated into my yeah, phone. Like, so he makes year. custom calendars for you, yeah. and it's just in my calendar. I think I'm a five. Okay. Or I'm on. No, I'm on my year five right now. What First is my year life? five. When's your birthday? Uh, May 29th, 89. So five is five, two, nine. So two and nine is 11, one and two, two and five is seven and seven. So one and nine is 10, 10 and eight is 18, 18 and 10 is 28. Take away one is 27. So two and seven is nine. So nine and seven, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. You might be a life path seven. If I'm Maybe. not mistaken. And, uh, I can pull it up really quick, actually. Because life path sevens, because I've studied this, they're very deep uh they seek the truth um they're all about truth seekers and actually 2023 is a seven year so if you notice you watch social media you watch i'm a news, seven right you're seven so you're all about knowledge you're all about information and sevens their life can be challenging internally they go through a lot of different things but like this year 2023 equals seven anything that's been hidden in the dark comes to the light if you see what a lot of celebrities a lot of things are coming up people being exposed so everybody's going through some type of like internal battle and i'm i'm big on like spiritual currency because i've been realizing living in la uh with all types of people and just people in general i've been spiritual my entire life that people have money people have fame they have success but they're lacking a the depth of their spiritual bank account and it's yeah. not like oh religious godly it's just about understanding thyself higher self mm -hmm. being attuned to their spirit their emotions their gut instinct having information like numerology, astrology, 
because you need information to kind of understand what you're feeling. And I think you said something earlier about I'm big on um, EQ, emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. because that's that's a strong suit to have as a trait and, and awareness to kind of scale or get through some of your toughest moments. But um, sevens are they're, 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 they're truth seekers. So I remembered my last thing that I thought was really crucial. So and it goes into spirituality. I think everyone needs some kind of mentor. So whether it's a business coach right now, I'm working with, he's kind of my spiritual teacher. So his name is Carlos uh, Waters and he, I mean, he's amazing. He's just this incredible mystic and I've only just begun and I'm already blown away. So I think it's really important to have somebody, not necessarily that becomes your guru, like your guru or your God, right? Everyone's human. So to make sure that you always keep that in mind, but just someone to kind of challenge you and bring that nuance and kind of shepherd you into certain paths. Yeah. And I think life is perspective. You know, being in so many different rooms and so many different entities, energies, being in all types of worlds myself, I realize it's all perspective. Because, you know, Dwayne, Dr. Wayne Dyer says, if we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. But that's a matter of perspective. If I only grow up in South Carolina, North Carolina, and I stay there my entire life, there's only so much I know about myself and the world at large. So I always tell people, be curious. Um... And to tap into their inner being. Let's talk about psychedelics. What is that all about? Like, what is that? Like, (laughs) because people have asked me over time, like, are you asking? Are you on mushrooms? And I didn't know what they were asking. I'm like, huh? And it was like, I was like, no, that's like, oh, never mind. What are they talking about? (laughs) So I know a little bit, but I don't know enough to share with the audience. So can you kind of like elaborate on psychedelics and what it means to you? And how did you get into it? Sure. So... I think right now, a lot of people are focused on healing, like healing trauma, healing old wounds, trying to kind of crack that outer shell that's hiding who we truly are. And I think a lot of that is a defense mechanism, you know, just the way we were parented in general. Our parents did not have nearly as much empathy and compassion as the generation following. And I'm sure that's going to kind of always kind of cascade down right hopefully our kids are always doing better than we are but we do have a lot of healing to do i mean especially millennials we've been through a ton in our life 9 11 a pandemic uh parents that kind of had us be feral children and raise ourselves Uh, there's just been a lot we've had to deal with social media when we didn't have it before and kind of that challenges a lot of our identity and how our self-worth is portrayed so I think psychedelics, we're understanding the healing modality of it, and it's not like a drug that that we've been told our whole life. We had these campaigns that were paid for by big alcohol, ironically, that were like, this is your brain on drugs, and it would be a frying egg or a girl melting into a recliner, and you're like, I'm never doing that. That's horrible. (laughs) Or this idea that only people that are you know, homeless are doing drugs. You're right. It's always the failures. And you're like, no, we're now learning that this was paid for by Harvard and they were researching it there. That maps now in, at Johns Hopkins is showing insanely promising work when it comes to uh, depression, PTSD, addiction, um, all sorts of ailments. And they're doing it obviously in a very tight container. But these modalities have been used by ancient tribes forever. And now we're just kind of commercializing and modernizing them. 
So I think we're rediscovering ancient knowledge. I think it's very careful. You have to be very careful as to who is facilitating, who's leading and holding the space, who's with you while you do it. Why are you doing it? What's your intention behind it? I'm not a fan of just doing it recreationally and going to a party. I think that that's not really exactly how it's meant to be used. I think that these are very powerful tools and you don't want to misuse them um, just like anything else, right? It's a technology. So depending on how you use it, it could be healing or it could be hurtful. So for me, again, this is like husband led because I am super risk averse and he loves, he loves anything that's new and challenges him. I have what never done- He's an Aries. Oh yeah, y'all get along. Fire and yeah, 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 yeah. We're yeah. like soul soulmates on yeah, pretty much every yeah. He's um and then if you go into Eastern, I'm a snake and he's a rat and it's just like we just match. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm a Chinese, I'm a dragon. That makes sense. Okay, yeah. my mom my mom's actually a dragon. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um but yeah, so he he started down that path a little bit before me, and I was super nervous. I had never done drugs, you know, quote, drugs or plant medicine. My dad was a cop, so the little that he was in my life, it was very much instilled that drugs are terrible and only criminals do them and you can die. That's pretty much my, that was my truth. So I saw what it did for my husband, and he had done a couple psilocybin journeys and how profound they were for him and i just trust him more thoroughly than anything else in this world so i i was having trouble getting pregnant and as i mentioned earlier in the podcast i'd been told i was infertile being a mom just felt like that was the thing i was supposed to do on this earth and i was going to do everything i could to try to to get pregnant and I was kind of leaning into spirituality and reading and Joe Dispenza and understanding that certain things can really can store in your body. Traumas can store in your body and psilocybin is a great tool to release those traumas. So um, we di I did a mushroom journey all by myself with my, with our shaman. So we have a shaman. Um, it was incredible. I had a lot. So my experience wasn't really visual. It was more physical so i had a lot of tremors so a lot of physical release that way and i was pregnant two weeks later oh, so right. and my doctor was like i don't understand how i don't understand your hormones aren't there aren't there to support a pregnancy i don't understand how you're pregnant but congratulations. On, on fertility no because i feel like that still probably falls into the mystical space because i'm like you that's a, i mean that's even a brand that can reach out that you can support or endorse and maybe create your own but that's a win i mean think if certain women are told they can't have kids and they have a, a great shaman lead them and they take a few mushrooms and then they have kids so not that that's recommended but i'm just saying that's a breakthrough that's a story that's a i've never heard that it's anecdotal for sure so i mean yeah. for me for me i don't believe that was a coincidence and i legitimately yeah. had my doctor saying i don't know how you're pregnant right now but congratulations and that was the only thing that i had really done spirit. you know that's a miracle right there that's mm -hmm. that's amazing yeah so, I mean, and then you have people that are, you know, hosting these events in their house in San Francisco and they're doing it every other week and they've done 13 ayahuasca trips in two years and that's not good. I think yeah. that that's someone who's trying to find a way to be unique or someone who wants to perpetually be in a state of healing and not actually heal. So again, it comes down to the user and comes, comes down to why and intention. But I think if you do your own research, Michael Pollan's How to Change Your Mind is oh, an incredible- 
yeah. yeah like get into that watch the series read the book and do your own research and see if it's for you look at the work that maps is doing you'll see that it's not this thing that we've stigmatized and there's actually it's just crazy to me that we take something like psilocybin and say that you're a horrible person if you do it and you're a druggie but then opioids are legal and yeah. totally ruin people's lives so you just have to like look at the facts and take your emotion and all of that um propaganda that's kind of been put on us since we were little and make your decision for yourself yeah and it's powerful that you say that because i've always been curious i'm a person like what's the intentions behind something what's mm -hmm. the purpose What's the outcome? What's the big picture? Like, why are we doing this? And for what reason would it, you know, even times in life, it's like, you know, I feel like life can be assimilations. It's things reoccurring, but it's like, what are we here to do? Like, I know what I want to do, but what's the big picture? And I was talking to a friend, he's in Tulum. I'm like, how's it all these people are having these ceremonies, but they're having these experiences and supposedly they're healing, but their life is not changing. Like, mm -hmm. if your life is not, I'm not saying, maybe it's not supposed to change, but I'm into, like, if I'm going to do something, it's for evolution of my soul of who I am in this lifetime, I would think. But I, I just seem like people doing it, but I don't really see no change in their life. So I'm glad you kind of, like, made that, you know, certain on, like, to do it for the right reason, to kind of understand it. Uh, there's a thing to say, we know things we don't understand. Mm -hmm. And all out getting, you know, Proverbs 4, 7 says, and all you're getting, get understanding. So I'm always trying to understand things I know or don't know. But I just think it's powerful for someone to, you know, share that information like yourself. And moving forward for like in your life and in your career, like what's your intentions and what is the big picture for Candace? And how does she see herself three to five years from now? Like, do you, I see you on panels. I see you writing a, a bestseller book. I don't know if you have one, but. I just see the evolution of, you know, you like, what do you like, what does that look like for you? Oh, thank you so much. That's very kind. Um, notebook as of now, I love writing. So maybe one day it's funny you say panel. I'm doing my very first one, the first week of March in Miami. So I'm, um, thank you. I'm super nervous. It's a pretty big audience, but it, it, the whole theme of the panel is actually the evolution of a person. So you're tapped into something right now because yeah. you just said all of that. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I do have a book and I don't know it yet. Yeah. I um, mean, I pick up on people's, you know, spirits. Yeah. So I was like, it's some things just come through me, but that's what I see and feel. Yeah, that's so interesting. So I, um, I'm very nervous to do live public speaking. So hopefully I do well and uh, I can will. definitely see, I could see panels for sure because yeah. it, it intrigues me. And I think talking about complex topics like sexuality and spirituality really get me going i love that because it challenges so many of our core beliefs um hopefully the podcast does really well and then that can kind of stem off into other things like really creating a community i think is really important to me so and what is the uh what is the uh synopsis of your podcast i know it's chatting with candace but is it wide it's... open is it intentional is it a niche like what is it it's following my curiosity. So I'll find a topic or a person and dive super deep into that. So pretty much all of February is on the divine feminine healing root chakra. Oh, I it's it, I got super mystical out of nowhere, but I'm just diving and all of these people are kind of coming onto the podcast that I didn't think I was going to get. 
so it's very serendipitous so i just try to lead with that intuition um and again it, it's like challenging conversations like i had Vilana marcus on recently it's not out yet but we just recorded so we are talking about really owning that sexual goddess energy polyamory um how you can be married and like married but still have an atypical commitment it just yeah it challenges a lot and people are going to probably get a little bit flustered. Um, we talk about women and their, the allocation of sexuality, like you're allowed to own your pleasure and that that's still a, a hot button top topic. So, um, yeah, it's just, it, it we'll see where it goes. I feel like the podcast kind of has a life of its own. So hopefully yeah. that just continues to grow. And like I said, creates a, a community behind it where it can kind of constantly evolve with me. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. Just just growing and learning. And I think it's beautiful because I, I feel that you're in total alignment of what you're supposed to be doing. And I just want to give you some uh, acknowledgement for, you know, congratulations on everything you're embracing that is uncomfortable when it comes to speaking the trick is, because I've spoken on a few panels and in front of people, is when you're nervous, the best way to kind of like master, not master, kind of like conquer the fears, is to tell yourself you're excited before. I got that from Mel Robbins, but what I learned myself is really saying that. Like, listen, guys, this is my first panel discussion. I'm so nervous. I'm so afraid. Because when you acknowledge the emotion or the energy or the feelings, it doesn't take over you. You just kind of like release it into the ether and then maybe you can say, I'm here, you know, and then you move from there because you're, that's your authentic self. Look, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm very, but thank you guys for showing up. Let's talk. So I just think, you know, you're, you're a trendsetter for a lot of different things. And like I said, I just see you scaling and some for women more so to empower them to be their best self and whatever capacity you choose. But, you should. I, I just think you should be proud of yourself um, on the life you you're living, and I think it's important for you to be celebrated and for people to know about you outside of adult entertainment because that's something you did, but that's not who you are. Mm -hmm. so, no, I appreciate um, you. Yeah, Thank you. I think it's important. So I always have a question, you know, towards the end that I ask my guests sometimes if it, if we get to it. So there's two questions. The one question is what's working for you, and number two is what's your greatest challenge right now? So what's working for me is really tapping into what's going on in my body. I feel like that's what's led me to that specific topic that I've been tackling for February. And that, that has aligned me with incredible guests that I don't think necessarily would have come to me because they came to me. It wasn't like I sought them out. They were like, no, I want to be a guest on the podcast. I'm like, holy shit. I didn't, how do you know about my podcast? Um, so I just had my second baby and there's still some residual like flight or fight that's going on, especially in my root chakra, especially in um, like inside of my vagina, honestly. Yeah. So um, a lot of women will, you'll go to re like pelvic floor rehab just to make sure how everything's healing after you have a baby. And this happened the first time around too, where it's just constantly contracting. So it's not ever in a state where I'm relaxed and open and you know, if you believe in like the divine feminine and the divine masculine, if you're constantly contracted, like that's not the feminine, like you're in your masculine, you're ready to go, you're ready, you know what I mean, to conquer or fight or whatever you have to do, like you perceive a threat. So I've been really tapping into how do I learn to soften, to open, to trust, to let my husband be in the space, to 
really trust that he's going to protect me and I don't have to protect myself because for so long I had to protect myself. So what's working for me is just being radically honest with where I'm at and it's not where I thought I was as far as trust and safe security goes. Um, And then what's challenging for me is having two babies and having a husband and also having these ambitions of growing a podcast and constantly learning and bettering myself and creating a community and having really tight rules that I put on myself for work because I don't have a boss is creating that balance. So that is something I'm navigating as well as understanding like why do I put so much pressure on myself and what am I running away from? Is there something maybe I think I'm going to not show up as a mom and is that why I'm jumping so heavily into scheduling because you know avoidance is a huge pattern for a lot of people um, and just you know trying to figure that out and be honest with myself so I can show up and be the best wife mom person to myself and still not not let that individuality die but also respect my my commitments to my family yeah and I think you know getting back to the soft space and you know relaxing and regulating the nervous system but I think the word that comes up for me is trust right Mm -hmm. to trust is more the feminine side right the feminine energy uh, yep. they, they say the masculine is the giver and the feminine is the receiver. So yep. when you're trusting, you're, re- you're, you're trusting that whatever you're supposed to receive is going to come to pass. Like it's, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to manifest. Yep. And coming from, you know, difficult upbringing or having challenging moments as a child, all you know is how to survive or how to protect yourself, which I can relate to. And then you get to a space where you're like, okay, it's great to be in my masculine. How do I allow the feminine to kind of have space in life in my life so I can have some balance because as you know you can overdo overgive overbe and then you burn out and then you don't have anything for anyone so I just think the fact that you're honest about it and you're aware of it is that growth right Mm -hmm. and I think everyone listening should know that and I think for men or especially men because you know women are they're 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 getting all the power and they're, they're they're developing and they're in leadership roles as they should because they deserve it. But I think the men, we got to step up and help the women in that space, right? By filling up our spiritual cup, right? You know, the feminine side of a man, you know, being vulnerable, being able to mm-hmm. articulate our emotions and our feelings, you know, praying and meditating, and building up our spiritual strength. So when we are with our women or our sisters or friends, family, moms, whoever, they feel that safety, right? Within our mm-hmm. spirit, within our aura layer, within our vibration. They don't need to need physical matter to kind of make it make sense. They just, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a knowing. And so I think, you know, it's, it's important for all people to kind of like regulate our emotions because it's easy to be triggered now because of social media. Yeah. And everybody has an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes their opinion doesn't matter. And sometimes we give people more power over our lives than they deserve because they don't even know us. Mm-mm. So um, that's that's big to you for knowing that and understanding that. Uh, is there anything else you want to share? Is anything, you know, you say you had a speech coming up. Where can we find you? Where can we follow you? How do we engage with Candace? And how do we get to, you know, build with you and be part of your community? 
Well, thank you so much. This was incredible and you are so kind and I really, really enjoyed talking with you. Um, you can find my podcast at chattingwithcandice.com and that has all of my Candice socials. And then my Twitter account that I'm the most active on is Fall in Lovia, but you have to type it in because as of now it's shadow banned. So that one's tricky. Um, but that's that's pretty much where you can find me. This The panel is March fourth at the Miami Convention Center and that's with Pomp and he's kind of hosting it and the panel is the evolution of a person. Oh wow. That's mm -hmm. amazing. Congratulations. And uh social media you said Twitter, Instagram is it the same as well? So yeah, so the Instagram there's um Evolovia and that's my alter ego. And yeah. then there's Candace Horback and then that's a lot of podcast stuff, some family stuff, some cooking stuff, so more of my day-to-day -day activities and then the eva one is more just pretty pictures and then i try to throw in something philosophical or spiritual just yeah. to like add to it i'm like the i know the picture is why you're here but maybe you can read the caption and take something away or yeah. you know check out a book i'm reading and then inspire you to pick up a book as well get some wisdom chatting mm -hmm. with candace candace this has been beautiful thank you for your time your energy your awareness and the wisdom you shared today on Bigger Talks. I'm pretty sure people will appreciate this interview and follow you and get to more to know about you, the mom, the entrepreneur, and everything else that you have in the life. So thank you once again. This was beautiful. Thank you.